Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Dare to be Damien on the TalkShoe.com network. I wanted to wait a week before I hit you with another episode, but something moved me today to actually come out with a Monday night edition. So it it revolves around the World Series that just ended last night with the New York Mets, my hometown New York Mets, falling four games to one to the Kansas City Royals and a heartbreaking 12-inning loss last night on Fox. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch the game. I barely watched an out, maybe two batters. And that's what this episode is going to be about. This episode is going to be about the turning point of sports for me. Now, if you've listened to my show before, you know I like to deal with nuance and the minutia and, and the, you know, the stuff that's a little bit more in-depth than just statistics, blind faith, things like that. What today's episode is about is the culmination of the fact that I am no longer the sports fan I used to be. Now, that's okay. You know, there are some people who live and breathe and die sports from the minute they're born until the minute they kick the bucket. And that's fine. But what this is about, this is about me sharing with you my feelings regarding the topic. And I've been actually painstakingly thinking about it all day. I love sports. I used to... I, correction, I used to love sports. I used to grow up as a Met fan, a Giants fan, a Rangers fan. I, I lived and breathed for, for specifically for baseball and football. Then somewhere in the 90s, I started to become a Rangers fan. Shortly after they, the Rangers, the New York Rangers, I should say, for the NHL, when they signed Mark Messier, when the team signed Mark Messier, I was interested they had players like Mike Richter, Brian Leach, Adam Graves for, from the Stanley Cup winning team. But people like Steve Larmer, Eddie Olchek, Stefan Mateau, Craig McTavish, Glenn Anderson. You know, even Glenn Healy was a backup goaltender for a while. John Van Beesbrook. Those names, to me as a teenager living in New York City, meant something to me. I used to go out and purchase NHL PA or NHL hockey games for the Sega Genesis. I was a Sega Genesis owner. Um, the video game system, I should say. My first hockey game was NHL PA 93, and I loved it. I loved the fact that you could deke right, shoot left, and always score on the goalie no matter who the heck you were you were controlling or whatever team you're controlling. So that garnered my interest into hockey. Basketball was a different vessel. I didn't really get involved with basketball until about maybe shortly after Pat Riley arrived to coach the Knicks in the early 90s. The Knicks had Xavier McDaniel for one season, Charles Oakley, Patrick Ewing, John Starks, Anthony Mason. You know, that segued all the way to the mid-90s Knicks with the rivalries with the Chicago Bulls, the New York Knicks. You know, Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, and the like. I still cringe about the thought of Charles Smith, 
continuously getting rejected underneath the basket uh, in the 1993 Eastern Conference Finals. It's like a bad memory. I was in middle school when that happened. My first foray into basketball was sometime, actually, I remember watching or listening to on the radio my first game because we couldn't afford uh, cable. It was a playoff game between the New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics. And I want to say it's about 1991 or so, uh, maybe 1990. It's, it's when the New York Knicks surprised the Boston Celtics in a best-of-five series where they were down two games to nothing in a best-of-five. And the Knicks came back to win three straight, only to be bumped in the second round of the playoffs that year. And then the following year, that's when Pat Riley came on to coach the team. So then I became invested. Then I noticed they signed Charles Smith. They traded for Doc Rivers. Those little moves got me interested in basketball. Again, growing up with the Knicks, Bulls, and again, you're listening to the Dare to be Damien podcast on TalkShoe.com. In middle school in New York City, there was a lot of cantankerous interactions between myself and other people who were Knicks fans and Bulls fans to the point, and thank you to the New York City public school system for not suspending all of us, we would wrestle in between classes, Knicks and Bulls. It wasn't like fist fights or anything like that, but it was just like, okay, between class, we'd rumble in the in the stairwell, and then we keep it moving. That was my memories of the New York Knicks being a Knicks fan. I was in the Junior Knicks League, you know, this this participatory basketball league. I was never really good at, at basketball, aside from maybe rebounding for my size as I was a heavyset kid. Shooting a good, I had a good outside shot, but I wasn't very athletic. I wasn't very quick, so basketball was never going to be my thing. I tried out for uh, baseball in little league, didn't make that. I just wasn't meant to be the athlete. I can play the heck out of some schoolyard sandlot sports, but I just was never meant to be the athlete. That wasn't my thing. But I appreciated sports. I appreciated statistics. I appreciated knowing the names of players on the team. So again, going back to the early 90s where I finally started to really love sports. I went through some lean years with the Mets, the New York Mets. Last place teams, pretty similar to what I've been experiencing as a Mets fan the last maybe nine years or so, six years or so. But something's changed now. Yes, I know the players on my hometown team. Yes, I can Google a quick stat to remind me of who's on a team. But something happened along the way, and it wasn't crystallized until now, where I just don't have that connection. I just don't have it. Again, I didn't watch more than one game of the World Series. I didn't care. I'm 35 years old now. I turn 36 next week. And I have an appreciation for my time. Sports is no longer my go-to must-see TV in relation to spending time. I don't know how it happened. I'm actually trying to use this episode to figure out the why. What does the team winning do for me? I think is the the biggest reason. I'll never forget when the New York Knicks lost the 94 finals to the Houston Rockets. I cried my eyes out when John Starks went two for 18. When the In the following year, when they lost to the Indiana Pacers in the second round, when Patrick Ewing missed that finger roll. I took it so hard and so personally. Now I think the Mets, my hometown team, the New York Mets, the team I grew up loving, just cherishing, 
They lost in the World Series and I didn't care. So I've been trying to rack my brain as to why and how and, and what was the whole reasoning behind this. But if I'm being honest, I don't even want to figure it out. It's almost as if I don't want to figure it out. Because in reality, I'm older now. I'm not a fanatic. Fan is short for fanatic for anyone who doesn't understand that. I'm not going to spend inordinate amount of time staying home and watching sports. I'm a New York Giants fan, but I don't really watch the games religiously unless it's the Super Bowl. Yes, I know who's on. I still know Eli Manning is the quarterback of the team. No, Michael Strahan's not there anymore. No, Tiki Barber's not there anymore. No, Justin Tuck isn't there any longer. We got Odell Beckham Jr. now. You have Victor Cruz. You have Ruben Randall. Even Henry Hynoski's not a member of the team anymore. So I don't follow it religiously like that. And this is where the turn is for me. Sports stories are more intriguing to me. Like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, and again, you're listening to the Dare to be Damien show on TalkShoe.com. I'm more interested in the fact that about seven players yesterday were lost due to either knee injuries, well, mostly knee injuries, for the entire season. I'm more interested in making football safer. I'm more interested in making hockey safer for the players. I'm more interested in speeding up baseball because it takes too long to sit through a whole game. I'm more interested in watching the art form known as basketball than actually rooting for one specific team. When I watch a game, I take my fandom out of it. I look at it with an analytical view and as objectively as possible. Prime example, I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I appreciate Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. I love to watch him play. And I love to watch him play because he makes the game look fun. He looks like he's having a good time out there. See, when you watch Michael Jordan, he looked as if he was angry at the world every time he played. If you watch Kobe Bryant, he looks pissed off three quarters of the time. I don't want to watch that. I don't care for that. I understand being a competitive athlete. Russell Russell Westbrook springs to mind. He's one of the most athletically gifted players in all the NBA. But he plays with a scowl. He plays with he plays within his system, but he plays with a chip on his shoulder. And that's different than playing angry and not making the game enjoyable. But I care now about whether Kevin Durant's contract is going to keep him in Oklahoma City. I care more that Carmelo Anthony is still not going to win an NBA title with the New York Knicks. What I care about now is pretty much the story. The who, the what, the when, the where, the why. The concussions in the NFL. The domestic violence aspects in all the sports. Players on the public eye on social media making fools of themselves. And finally, finally having to pay the piper as it will. I'm open for debate, I'm open for discussion, but that is the reason why I am no longer a fanatic. It's because it doesn't interest me to just watch the game. I want to analyze it. I want to analyze the underlying currents of maybe sports entertainment, to quote the WWE, maybe the humanistic side of sports is what interests me. 
I could talk about that all day. You want to talk to me about concussions and what's going to be done for these players after they're out of the NFL? I can listen to that for a while. If you want to talk to me about improving hockey to make it more of an Olympic feel, where where it's free-flowing, it's more offensively-minded, there's no clutching, grabbing. Look, I love the fight every once in a while in hockey as much as the next guy, but it's getting to the point where there is no point to it. If I want to see a fight, I'm going to watch MMA. And even that is more interesting as a whole. You know what's interesting about MMA? And it's not even Ronda Rousey. It's who's going to be the next big star in MMA that's going to take it to the next level. Think about this. After Bones Jones got hit up with, I think it was the hit and run and then the coke possession, Ronda Rousey's the biggest star in MMA. And most people don't care. They only care because she's an attractive female. She can fight. I watch all her fights because she can fight. But what's the underlying story about Ronda Rousey? She's motivational. Great. She's a role model for girls. Yes. But that can't be the only thing. Soccer. What's interesting about soccer? Corruption is not interesting. It's, it's a commonplace. But if you give me, let's say, an underdog story, you give me why a team is better than another team, and don't just go quoting stats to me all day long. That's what I care about sports. Right now, the New York Mets saga of Matt Harvey and the whole shouldn't he have gone out is way more interesting than the actual end result of the World Series. And that's the thing that's that's really getting on my nerves right now is because all these people are talking about the New York Mets should have won this, should have won that. No, I'm interested to see how the soap opera plays out between Matt Harvey, Scott Boris, and the New York Mets because you know, you know what? In my honest opinion, I don't see Matt Harvey being a long-term Met. I see him being traded in the next couple of years because he's going to be due after arbitration to get a big pay bump. And let's be honest here. You really think the Wilpons are going to be paying up for Matt Harvey? They're not going to pay for Cespedes. They're not going to pay for Daniel Murphy. So what's next? What's the next for the New York Giants? Jerry Reese, again, the general manager, has continuously let this team down in supplying help. Linebacker specifically. Did you see what they did? Did you see what Eli did last night, or yesterday afternoon, I should say? He torched the Saints' poorest defense. And what did Drew Brees do? Did the same thing to the New York Giants. So it's not even about Rob Ryan and Steve Spagnuolo. Those are the defensive coordinators, respectively, for both teams. How could this team be so bad defensively? I've said it on numerous occasions on my show. When you have bargain basement safety starting for you, there's no way in heck you're going to win the NFL. See, that, that, that's an example right there. And again, you're listening to the Dare to be Damien show on TalkShoe.com. That's the intriguing part. That's the thing that interests me. Give me the sports story. Give me a humanistic side of sports. Give me the who, what, when, where, why, and how, like, a, I guess, a true sports journalist. Let me know what you think. You can reach me on Dare to be Damien on Twitter. You can also hit me up on Facebook as Damien underscore Grassy at Hotmail.com. You can find me, Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com. I appreciate all types of feedback, all sorts of feedback. Send me your tweets. Send me all your information. Send me whatever you want. Oh, you could send me food. I I appreciate a good meal being sent in the mail. But you must be crazy if I'm going to give you my address. But again, that's Dare to be Damien on Twitter. Damien underscore Gracia at Hotmail.com for any fan mail or questions for upcoming shows. I greatly appreciate it. Again, you're listening to Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com. See you next time, everyone. This is my town, it's my town, it's my town, it's my town.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.